Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun, and there is so much to talk about this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Okay, let's start with this gas price issue because this did come up in the legislature yesterday. Yeah, so it came up in the legislature yesterday, and and the New Democrats are fair game on this issue because all through 2019 and all the time they were in opposition, they grandstanded on this issue. By God, they weren't going to let those gas companies gouge consumers, and they were going to expose what was really going on. So with prices higher than ever, they got asked about it in the legislature yesterday. What are you going to do about it? Well, of course, they have this nifty website. Uh, You can go to the BC Utilities Commission and uh, you'll find there's a website that tracks gasoline prices. and, And the Utilities Commission is exposing the reasons for the increases. So far, so good. Well, then they blame Putin, which, you know, Putin, it has the advantage of being true at the moment. That's the main reason prices are going up. But still, the government got pushed on this because, again, in the long run, the New Democrats said they were going to do something about it. So what about reducing taxes to provide yes. short-term relief? Right. For uh, the, the government sort of, <laughs> that one has the finance minister reaching for the smelling salts, right? Like, well, cut, cut taxes? <laughs> Whoever heard of such a thing? So that's not <laughs> happening. Right. Uh, the next question, though, is an interesting one. Why don't you cap gasoline prices like use your regulatory powers through the utilities commission and just say that's it right there's no, we're, we're capping gasoline prices that idea has been tried elsewhere the energy minister bruce ralston very interesting on that one he said you wouldn't want to do that there could be unintended consequences it could lead to shortages of gasoline and drive up the price so it could have the reverse effect so he said he's not considering doing anything about it which left us back at the website again. Uh, Don't look to the provincial government to do anything about this. Pay up, blame Putin. All right. So I have a feeling that's not going to be satisfactory for a lot of people, but we'll talk more about that. Let's also discuss this whole BC ferry situation, because I've been reading about this. What exactly is going on here? Well, very quietly last week, uh, the B.C. government, uh, Transportation Minister Rob Fleming, tabled a piece of legislation. He didn't say much about it. He said that this will just protect the public interest with the ferries. Uh, It's pretty busy over here, and I admit I did not read the piece of legislation, and the best piece of advice I ever received in covering government was, don't listen to what the minister said, read the bill. Well, I didn't. Happily, my colleague Les Lane at the Victoria Times columnist did read it, and uh, I've read it now, and there's a lot more to this bill than the minister let on. Basically, it reverses what the B.C. liberals did to the ferry corporation. The liberals pushed the ferry corporation out there, still publicly owned, but managed at arm's length from government to minimize political interference. The New Democrats are taking it back. They're putting all the power in a government cabinet appointed board at the BC Ferry Authority, and that board has the power to tell the ferry corporation what to do, to fire directors of the ferry corporation who don't listen, and it also that board has the power to tell the independent ferry commissioner what to do. So this is a renationalization, if you want, taking control back. Why are they doing this? Well, the New Democrats have always wanted to do this. They've been talking about this since they were in opposition, so they opposed what the Liberals did. Um, the assumption is that this is being done to make sure there's no repeat of what happened during the pandemic. Uh, you may remember, Simi, uh, 
ferry traffic, ferry travelers plummeted, like yes. dropped by 80%. Ferries were losing a million bucks a day. Uh, ferry Corporation did a business decision. They reduced routes and laid off the staff. The New Democrats were horrified. Uh, they basically leaned on the Ferry Corporation to reverse the layoffs, which it did. But privately, behind the scenes, they vowed never again. This entity is not going to be independent. Uh, the New Democrats like political interference, and that's what they're doing. Right. This plays right to their base, too, right? Especially on Vancouver yep. Island. Oh, sure. Yeah. And the other reason they're doing it, now, again, they didn't admit this, but I think what's really behind this is John Horgan in the last election pledged a shipbuilding strategy for British Columbia. The New Democrats oppose the way ferries have been building their ships offshore. Now, ferries do that because it's cheaper, maybe 50% cheaper to build in Romania, and they built them in Germany, Poland, and Horgan wants them built here. That's not going to happen as long as the Ferry Corporation is independent because the only way for the Ferry Corporation to do that is to either build fewer ships or raise fares, neither of which is going to go over very well with the traveling public. So I think the long-term strategy here is the government's taken control and they're going to order the Ferry Corporation to start building its ships here. You know, it only takes money to do that. Uh, all the government needs to do is to subsidize the construction of ships here, and they could build the same number of ships as the Ferry Corporation plans to build anyway. However, yeah. uh, you may recall, Simi, why the Ferry Corporation... Because <laughs> when I was having deja vu listening yeah, to you, which yeah, is what I was just about to was, say. It wasn't an accident. The Liberals pushed it out uh, as an independent entity because of what happened in the 90s. The NDP, Premier Glenn Clark ordered the ferry corporation to build fast ferries and it was a financial fiasco and it went so badly that the new democrats themselves took the fast ferries out of service and put them up for sale and admitted it was all a failure so it worked out so well the last time the government was telling the ferry corporation to build ferries um this uh, procedure is not without risks yeah, I would say a lot of risks for the cost. Amazing, given what happened last time. But also, I wonder if this is about the routes, too, because the announcements of those cuts to the ferry routes, I mean, there was an uproar about that. Yeah, again, uh, look, the the ferry corporation has to be very sensitive to uh, the communities it serves. But... Um, the, its limitations are the size of the government subsidy. So the government provides a ferry corporation about 200 million bucks a year in an operating subsidy, and the ferry corporation has to operate within that. So anytime they get squeezed financially, they go, okay, well, which routes have fewer travelers on them? You may remember the ferry corporation experimented with, they were going to go to the kind of just-in-time booking system that the airlines use. Right. You know, book, book early, lock in, and you'll get a lower rate than if you arrive at the last minute. Well, the New Democrats abolished that. Uh, the ferry corporation got rid of the free travel days for seniors. The New Democrats abolished that. So, you know, it, again, as I say, all it takes is money. If the government is willing to increase the subsidy to the ferry corporation, uh, they can also, say, build the ships here. 
um, in Washington State. That's what they do. And, you know, a while back, Washington State built one ferry in Washington State for what B.C. ferries built three ferries overseas. Yeah. That's Again, that's what it is. It, it all takes is money, and uh, okay, we'll see how it goes. But there is a political risk to doing it because if you take charge of the ferry corporation and you order them to build the ships here, you end up wearing the cost of any overruns, any problems with the ships, and that's not a hypothetical argument. That's exactly what happened with the past ferries in the 1990s. So then what part of the structure, if anything, remains independent? Like well, you still have the CEO? Like is it a crown corporation or is it not a crown corporation? Here's the funniest part of this, right? The, the liberals created a three-headed entity. They created a ferry authority to kind of ride over the top and kind of set general policy. They created a ferry corporation with its own board to make the sort of management decisions and an executive. And they created an independent regulator to check up on all this. Well, the liberals, have, the New Democrats have taken the power of all those three entities and collapsed them into one. Why didn't they just create one entity, which is the way the ferry corporation used to run? Well, the answer is, I think they're trying to maintain the fiction of independent operation, because if the ferry corporation is truly assessed independently by the Auditor General as being part of government, its debt has to be taken onto the government books. It's not a small amount of money. It's $1.4 billion. Now, you know, we've got a lot of debt anyway, but I think that's the reason the NDP held off on doing it this long. And, of course, there's the other thing, that this is an NDP government, and having three taxpayer-funded entities where one would do is just against NDP <laughs> policy. <laughs> Nicely put. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. It's our Vaughn Bomber Bye. there from the Vancouver Sun. If you want to weigh in, Simi at cknw.com. And on the gas price situation, I'm asking you the question this morning, is this change-your-behavior type of gas prices? What, if anything, have you changed because of the way prices are going? Expected to hit $2 a litre this weekend. That would be a not great milestone.